Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back, not better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Heather Denich is going to jump in in a second. We've got, I've got a scenario that could take place in college football this weekend that would just change absolutely everything. Before I get to that, I want to say two things. One, at the risk of sounding sort of cheeky and flippant, like, I realized something over the course of the last few days, and that is, I've said many times that it's nice to have a job that you're excited to come back to when you miss it for a few days, and that is nice. I realize it's something beyond that, and I don't know, maybe I was just sort of wrapped up emotionally this week because I'm sick and I can't get out of bed and whatever it is, I'm sending heartfelt texts to Marcus Spears and some other guys and Whatever it is. But but I just want to say that if there's one thing I realized this weekend, it's that it's even more than that. It's not just that I look forward to coming back to it. I love this job. Like, I genuinely love it. I love coming in here five days a week. I love hosting a TV show. I love hosting a radio show. I love being in the middle of all of this. And I would not have the opportunity to do it if you had not been with me for 25 years now, as we have done it on TV, radio, and all of the other places. So I just want to say thank you, and it is not lost on me. Um, that I have a life beyond anything I could have ever imagined when I started in this. So uh, I just wanted to say that out loud once because I think I would have regretted if I had not. That said, um, in the four days that I was absent, uh, the collection of complete morons that we otherwise call the hashtag crew tried as hard as they could to tear down everything I have spent decades building Uh, from Hembo going on the air and saying that he was naked when he called me back on Wednesday night because I had to ask him a question about the book. That's one of, it's not even questionable. It's it's one of the worst decisions I've ever known anyone to make. A, to call me that way, and then B, to just go on the air and say it. I regret it. Oh, Regret should not even begin. What's worse? Penance? Doing it or saying it? Both of them. I think saying, no, they're both bad. They're both really bad. Well, some way I'll say this. Doing it and then not saying it in its own way is weird. So, like... like, (laughs) Almost like I needed to. I called Greeny naked and no one knew about it. Like, if it had been that... That's worse. That's worse. Yeah. But if it had been what I think it was, I really hope to God it was, which is, it seems urgent. I guess I'd better get back to him quickly. I won't take the four seconds it might otherwise take me to put on a house coat or or some pants... Um, I'll live with that. The other piece of this, can I bring Christine Lisi in just very quickly? Is she there? Can Hi, Christine Mike. hear me? Hi. Hi Welcome Christine. back. Thank you for your lovely note asking about me. Let the record show. I did not get a note from Bubba or from Cam or from Hembo <laughs> wanting to hear how I was. No, we texted. I about- asked you like six times how you were. Yeah, no. we texted about Murderer's no, 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 Row. No. You asked me. When I was coming That's back. That's not true. Let the record show. Bubba wanted to know when I was going to be back. <laughs> I asked you like six times, Christine how are you feeling? was concerned about my health. But anyway, of the many things we all love about Christine Lacey, it is that she bakes for all of us on the staff. I, I was in Bristol for 20 years. And Christine, and you, Christine, you've been at ESPN as long as I have, right? Because I, I remember you as a PA before you got on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So what year did you get to ESPN? Uh, I've been here since uh, July of 95. 95. I was PA See, for a couple of years. Yep. Longer than me. I remember Christine as a PA. Anyway, none of that is the point of the story. Um, that she makes, so, so allegedly... She made cookies, not allegedly. She made cookies, and they were left out for everyone to enjoy, which is how she does it. And what I'm being led to believe here, um, Christine, is that Bubba and Cam saw someone 
just walk by who was not a member of the department and just take some cookies and walk off on their own. But here's the problem we have. This idiot, Cam, decided that the way he's going to do this is by following him to the cafeteria, trying to find out his name so that he can then go into the database, into like the ESPN portal, look up his name, print his photo, like the, 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 the photo that goes on his ID, and then poster that all over like a wanted sign, like don't let this person take cookies. When in actuality, all you had to do while you were following him was take a picture of him, and this entire operation would already have been solved. Cam, have you recognized the sheer idiocy of the way you have chosen to handle this. I understand what you're saying, but I want a clear photo of him, like almost a mugshot to put all over the department. I don't want just some like grainy picture from far away of some guy in a flannel. Why would it have to be far away? Walk up to him and take a picture for crying <laughs> Because he'd be like, why are you taking a picture of me? And you could say, because you're stealing cookies from the radio department. I don't want him to know that I know he's stealing cookies. Is he though. bigger than you? Are you afraid of him? Is that the reason that you're so no, I, I got Bubba. I got plenty of backup. I'm not intimidated by this guy. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but we have to get... Get to the bottom of one thing because Christina has a heart the size of the of 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 secretariat <laughs> secretariat yeah secretariat legendarily had a bigger heart than normal that's why he was so great cardiovascularly you know you ruin every conversation <laughs> I mean literally I was going to say like the size of Mount Vesuvius and you decided to come up with secretariat well, that wouldn't be the, the ideal mountain to anyway choose, I mean does a horse have a bigger heart or a smaller heart than a person probably a bigger secretariat's anyway. heart was massive okay anyway Christine the question I have for you is because you are the baker of the cookies are you comfortable with non-radio personnel enjoying the cookies or are those very specifically meant to only be enjoyed by the people who work in the department i don't mind if other people come by you kind of have to put in the work to come down here it should be for radio people first but it doesn't it doesn't bother me like terribly as much as other people but walking by quickly just snagging three of them and then going on without breaking stride does feel like a person who knows they're doing something (laughs) wrong he knows and he right. came back again. I heard from one of he the did. other producers. He yeah. came back later. This and is got not three just more. Bubba and I. This is a department-wide operation. We Take are a picture up here. of this guy. What is the matter with We're you? We're working on it. All right. We're on the case. Don't worry. We're on the case. After Secretariat's death, it oh, was just- shut up. All right. I want from literally. I'm expelling Hembo from the conversation. I have the post mortem Hembo stuff. for Heather here. I'm praying that Heather has arrived in the conversation. Is Heather there? I'm here. Oh, thank you. I'm here. God. Can you hear me? Okay, yes. <laughs> thank you. Heather Dinich now jumps in. Christine, thank you. Uh, let me bring Heather Dinich into the conversation because this is the weekend of our dreams. Heather is here, and as I always preface Heather's conversations with us on Get Up, Heather knows more about the college football playoff selection committee than you know about anything, no matter who you are and no matter what you think you know. You need to hear from Heather first and foremost. So, Heather, I know you were traveling. Are you in Grapevine, Texas? Is that where you are right now? Yes, I am. I finally got into the actual hotel where the selection committee meets, so thank you for a few more minutes so I did not do this in the back of a cab. But also, Christine's cookies are top four. I got the tail end of that conversation. Okay, very good. Yes, outstanding uh, cookies. But anyway, here's my question for you. The game tomorrow night, Alabama, Georgia. I'm going to ask you two questions. Before you expand on them, just give me quick answers because it'll set this up. 
If Alabama beats Georgia, is Alabama definitely in? No, not okay. definitely. Understood. Okay. Now, here's the second mm-hmm. one. If Alabama beats Georgia, is there a scenario in which Georgia still gets in and Alabama doesn't? So that could be talked about because, well, do you want me to expand on that? Yes, because Desmond brought this up on Get Up this morning. You were traveling, so we had Des and Paul Mm -hmm. on. And I asked Paul, I asked Paul, if Alabama beats Georgia, is there any question that they're in? And he said, no, if the if the SEC gets left out of this thing entirely, it will be Armageddon. To which Desmond said, they don't have to be left out entirely. Georgia's number one. As you, as you pointed out, Heather, in the note you sent me, no team has ever gone from number one at this point to being out entirely. He said Georgia could lose to Alabama and still get in and Bama be out. And I said, if that happens, then I want to host Paul Feinbaum's show for the next year because that will be – I can't even begin to fathom what the reaction to that would be. Heather, go. So the reaction to that would be extremely – people would be very angry because of how hypocritical it would be because right now the crux of the heart of the conversation is about a head to head win, head to head win Texas's win against Alabama in week two within the selection committee meeting room. I can tell you there is a lot of respect and value placed on that. How do you talk about that, but not reward a head to head win against Georgia? I mean, people would just lose their minds, but On the flip side of it, there's a written protocol that the committee members have. And if everyone in the room deems Georgia unequivocally one of the four best teams in the country, all the other tiebreakers and everything else goes out the window. Greeny, in such a subjective system, the bottom line is they can do whatever they want to do. But it would be extremely difficult to justify Georgia getting in without beating Alabama in that particular scenario and also not having Texas in who beat the SEC champs. Heather with us here, our college football conversation brought to you by Traeger, which is awesome. And we'll tell you why this Saturday, enjoy the one of a kind wood fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. So, so Heather, the scenario I'm looking at is Alabama beats Georgia in a close game. They both get in. Talk to me about that. Alabama and Georgia both yes. get in. So this is this is why I won't say that Oregon is a hundred percent lock. People are like, well, well, if Oregon wins the Pac-12, they're in. I would be shocked if Oregon wasn't in. Let me say that first because they've been the committee's one-loss team through this whole entire situation. But back to the whole subjectiveness of this entire system. You know, Michigan is going to be in. Undefeated Florida State is almost certainly in. And then if Alabama beats Georgia, yes, you could have Alabama and Georgia in. And then people are extremely angry about that, except for the SEC. Um, So, yes, you can have that. You could have Alabama and Texas in as well and Georgia out. So here's what I'm writing down. I'm I'm writing as you go. And, again, everyone, whatever Heather says, write it down because – she knows this stuff better than anyone. I'm with you. Michigan in. I, I mean, that would be assuming they don't lose to Iowa and they won't. I, I, did you tell me that the, 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 the total, the over-under for Iowa points, Hembo, in the first half of the Big Ten championship game is 0.5? That's right. Th- that's the that's most the incredible thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. So anyway, Michigan's not going to lose that game. They're in. Heather, for those who have not been following this, Florida State, which is unbeaten, 
And if they beat Louisville tomorrow, they, they are the uh, ACC champs. But they've been, uh, down the stretch, the shakiest of the really big teams. And they've lost their best player, their quarterback, for the season. Is there a world in which they win and get left out? If they play poorly, like really bad in a win, then that opens the door to the conversation to leave them out, even as an undefeated ACC champ. My sense is that even where Louisville is ranked, there's not a whole lot of respect for a win against Louisville that's not convincing. So I think if Tate Rodemaker, their backup quarterback, has a pedestrian performance, if they play the way they did against Florida, I think they'll be fine. But if they just squeak by this team, they have a couple of turnovers, it's just a mistake-laden penalty-type game, it opens the door for them to be left out. I mean, this is the whole point of this conversation is there's only four teams. The math doesn't add up for five Power Five conference champions. Somebody has to be left out. An undefeated Power Five champion has never been left out. That doesn't mean it can't happen. My gut says Florida State is in, but there would certainly be debate if they played horrifically. Yeah, to be clear, we've never had four unbeaten college football, excuse me, four unbeaten conference champions in this system. So we've never faced that. And again, we will have that game tomorrow night, among others, presented by Dr. Pepper, the ACC championship game presented by Dr. Pepper coverage seven Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. So, so to sort of sum it all up, if I can, Heather, Michigan mm-hmm. in Florida mm-hmm. state, if they win in, it feels to me mm-hmm. like Washington wins in right. Nothing left to talk yep. about. So to make it interesting, let's talk about Oregon. If Oregon mm-hmm. beats Washington, then the committee and Alabama beats Georgia. If Georgia wins, there's nothing to talk about. They're one, and that's the end of that. But if Alabama mm-hmm. beats Georgia and Oregon beats Washington, that leaves Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Texas four teams for two spots. Am, am I am I getting that basically right? And assume, that's right. assuming I am, what is your what knowing this committee as you do? What would your prediction be? I think that Oregon would probably get in. Alabama. Oregon, Washington, no, Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, sorry, and then and Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Alabama. In. So, so the, the one that's out is Georgia. So Georgia, who has lost one game in three years, mm-hmm. <laughs> would, would be the team that gets left out in that scenario. Well, now wait, now wait, now wait. I'm, I'm second-guessing myself here because I know for a fact how much the committee likes Texas in that room. Ooh. And in that room, the Texas strength of schedule is higher than Alabama's right now. The question that we don't know is how it will impact them if Alabama beats their number one team. Now, remember, because Texas is playing the lowest ranked opponent of any power five contender. Oklahoma State has three losses. So does that change their strength of schedule that much in the committee meeting room? Because that's one of the tiebreakers as well. But right now, Texas has the edge in head to head and it has the edge in strength of schedule. So don't assume that the entire SEC can't be left out. Heather, I just ran that exact same model on our All-State playoff predictor, and what it spits out is Michigan, Oregon, Florida State, and Texas. So a college football playoff that excludes the SEC. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't... Literally, Paul Feinbaum, if you're able to listen right now, I will take your show for you next week. And that'll be the greatest radio show if the SEC gets left out of this thing entirely, or if if Georgia gets in and Alabama doesn't, in the case of an Alabama close win, 
I, I, I offer to host the Feinbaum Show next week. That'll be the easiest broadcasting assignment in history. <laughs> All right, uh, Heather, safe travels, or you've already traveled. I'm glad you got there safely. We will be with bated breath. Well, you know what you can count on from me? Like 100 texts this weekend. As, as Heather knows, <laughs> as stuff happens, Greeny is texting her left and right. What did that mean? What did that mean? What did that mean? What happens now? So we'll have those conversations this weekend. Thank you, Heather. I count on it. Thanks, guys. She's the best. Heather did it just absolutely terrific. All right. Uh, so, again, all these games coming up this weekend. I'm late. We got Fortinball. We got Who You Got. Stay close by. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. A reminder, it's an unbelievable weekend. We'll have the Pac-12 championship game tonight, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage starts 7 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And, and we just ran through all these different scenarios with Heather Dinich, and we'll get Joe Fortenbaugh in here in a second. But but I wanted to just sort of go through these with you, Hembo, quickly. Okay. And we can bring, is Fortenbaugh there? I'll bring him in, too. What the heck? Let's just all talk about this. Fortenbaugh, I, you know him from Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. You know him from all of the ESPN bet stuff and a whole lot more. How are you, Fortenbaugh? Doing great, Greeny. Great to have you back on air, by the way. Good, good to be back. Thank you, my friend. So, all right, let, let's go through some of these possibilities tonight. For, for those who don't follow this stuff closely— Washington, Oregon tonight. You might say to yourself, well, Washington is the un- right now an unbeaten Pac-12 potential champion, which they are. Oregon is favorite, Hembo, by how many points? Ten points. They're a double-digit favorite in the game. Uh, even though they played each other and Oregon won, uh, excuse me, Washington won mm-hmm. in what was a phenomenal game. 
Oregon is favored against them tonight. Let's actually let's do this with the betting component to it as well. Fortinball, let's start down with to nine. that. Excuse me, it's down to nine. Down, it's nine. Down to nine. It's nine points right now. It had been up in the double digit area. It is now a nine point Oregon uh, as favorite against Washington in a critical Pac-12 championship game tonight. Let's start with the wagering piece of this, Joe. How do we see that part? So the pros out here in Vegas were licking their lips about this game for weeks, for absolute weeks. Everyone was going to be lining up to get a piece of Oregon in the rematch here. You go back to the first game, they played each other competitively. That game was at Washington. Hostile environment, and Oregon had every chance to win that game. Many felt they were the better team that day. So they were waiting to see what was going to happen here. Game opened seven and a half, and they pounced. They got as much Oregon as they could, pushing it all the way up to 10. That's where we started to see the Washington money. Two key reasons. Number one, Washington's offense has taken a big step back. First six games of the season, which involve the Oregon game, 44 points per game. Last six games, 31 points per game. Still very good, but that is a big drop-off from what we had been seeing. Meanwhile, Oregon's defense continues to get better. So that's what's going on with the market and where the pros and the public lined up for the betting. Two other things I throw at you. Number one, the under looks to be a pretty solid play here. It's sitting around 66, which is where it closed last time, and we got 69 points in that game. But if you factor in a better Oregon defense and a drop-off in Washington's offense, this number should be lower. And we saw some under money come in last night. So the under's a play. And then there's this one. If you like Oregon to win this game, you should probably consider making a bet on Bo Nix to win the Heisman Trophy. He's anywhere around minus 180 to minus 200 to win it. He is your favorite. If he wins this game tonight and looks good, that price is going to be long gone by tomorrow. All right. Excellent insight from Joe Fortenbaugh. Again, we've got all these games, including the Big 12 game tomorrow, presented by Dr. Pepper. That one's 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Hembo, who do you like in this game tonight? Oregon and Washington, with or without the points? I like Oregon by 100 in this game. I think it's going to be yeah, a Bo Nix kind of statement sort of Heisman momenty type win and Washington Joe's absolutely right Washington is not a paper tiger but they have deteriorated a lot over the last month there's a reason this line is as large as it so is that will throw everything open right everything the, the, the scenario that again I'm a talk show host first and foremost I root for me uh, <laughs> we all want chaos and the, the what we've never had is we've never had four unbeaten conference champions we could wind up with Georgia Michigan Florida State and Washington. And then, candidly, if they just put those four teams in as unbeaten, well, then who could argue with any of it, right? There'd be no decent argument to be made on behalf of anyone. So I need something like that to happen. If Oregon wins tonight, and again, the expectation is that they do, now they're in play. But they're by no means a lock. They'll have a loss. We'll see what winds up happening. That brings us to the stuff tomorrow here. So the first domino that will fall in order of the games that are being played tomorrow is the Texas game, right? They play Oklahoma State. That's got to be a monster number, right? Texas is way better than they are. Have you got that one, Fortinball? Yeah, it's it's 15, and I got the angle for you here, Greeny. Here's the way you want to play this. First game out, okay? Keep this in mind. First game out, all Texas will know is what happens in the Oregon-Washington game. Later in the day is Alabama-Georgia, Michigan-Iowa, and Florida State-Louisville. So the way I'm betting this game is just isolating Texas and I'm betting over on their team total. So the team total for Texas is 34.5 points. I'm betting over, which means they're going to score 35 or more in order for me to win that bet. Why? Sarkeesian needs to leave a lasting memory 
in the committee's mind. This isn't about getting past Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State isn't really viewed as a tough rival for you. Michigan, it doesn't matter they're playing Iowa. They just beat Ohio State. They're undefeated. You have a loss, and Oklahoma State beating them isn't going to be enough. You're a 15-point favorite. I think they try to run up the score to leave a good memory, so I'd be betting the team total over. Okay, I like that one. Hembo, anything to add there before I go to the next one? I'm just running each of these simulations as we go. That would put Oregon at a 93% chance to get in and Texas at a 55% chance entering the SEC stuff. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so so you're saying because that 55% chance is they need Georgia to win. No, no, wait, wait. That 55% chance is just leaving stuff open because they... And Alabama both have one loss, but of course they played each other head to head. All right, so now let's get to the. It's not the grand. Uh, we all know what the granddaddy of them all is, but the SEC game tomorrow is for everything and then some. Georgia, did I see they're a five point favorite? Am I getting that right? Georgia favorite five and a half. You're right there. Half. Talk to me, Joe. What do we need to know? So this one's bounced around a little bit. Opened around four and a half. It's been Georgia money bringing it up. I know some guys out here that are just waiting to jump on Alabama. They're probably hoping for a six, maybe more, after the public gets involved in this game. That's where I think some of them are going to line up. But the thing is, it's been a real battle. At the cheaper prices, you've got guys who are sophisticated. They know what they're doing. They're getting in on Georgia. And then at the higher price, up around six, that's where the Bama money's coming in. So it's kind of split. I haven't done anything with the side here. I am going to play the total. I'm going to go over 54 points. I think both defenses are a little overrated. Georgia's defense last year, number one against the run, giving up about 80 yards per game. This year, they're 25th against the run. They're giving up 35 more yards per game. That's not good news going against Jalen Milrow, who makes his money running the football at quarterback for Alabama. Now, on the other side, Bama's defense looks good, but in some matchups against good offenses, they've struggled. 34 was hung on them, were hung on them by Texas. Uh, LSU put up 28, and Jaden Daniels got hurt at the end of that game. Tennessee put 20 on them in the first half of their matchup. Georgia's going to be able to score here. I'd play over 54 points. Now, I- I'm looking, so I've got the sheet. This has nothing to do with gambling. It has everything to do with analytics, with metrics. I've got Joe who handles the gambling for me. I've got Hembo who handles the analytics for me. The number I always look on this is strength of record, right? Our analytics team will look at a team's, it's not just the strength of schedule, but their strength of record. Right now, Alabama sitting at number eight is their strength of record is seven. Their strength of schedule is 31. They're playing the number one team in the country tomorrow. I have to believe if they win that game, they will vault up into a top four strength of record. Probably so. And in relation to Texas, who plays a much lesser team, there could definitely be some action and jump there. That, that's what I'm thinking. So now you play that simulation. Play me a simulation mm-hmm. where Alabama beats Georgia. Texas has won. Okay. Oregon has won. Now what? We have Oregon at 96%. Michigan's in, of course. Florida State at 74%. And Texas at 67% with Alabama behind them at 56%. So if we're doing the cutoff, it's going to be Bama, Michigan, Florida State, and Texas, according to our model, with that head-to-head looming large. Where's Georgia? You said Georgia lost. Right. They're not close. Georgia has a 6% chance in that simulation Whoa. to get in also. Let's, let's live in a world uh-huh. where Alabama-Georgia is, a, is, a, is an unforgettable game, like the championship game they played a few years ago, overtime, mm-hmm. you know, Devontae Smith walk-off touchdown, or where Georgia loses by an eyelash. Does Georgia still not get in? Do we think they don't get in? Uh, I think Georgia's the best team, and I all think I that think everyone basically, thinks w- regardless team. of what happens on Saturday, 
But that's where all the other qualitative eye testy stuff comes in, and the committee doesn't seem that interested in making you can't things take harder to justify. a two-time defending champion that has won what twenty-nine in a row, twenty-nine, lose a razor-thin game to a really good Alabama team, and then not give them an opportunity to defend their crown again. Then the argument, of course, Joe, to the contrary, one I disagree with, but everyone's going to say, how can you leave out an undefeated Power Five champion? Like both of these arguments are strong ones, which matters. All right, more. so let me give you that because Greeny, you might like this. So I reached out to a bookmaker here in town this week, and I said to him, "Look, if you had to make hypothetical lines for Florida State versus several of these key teams, what would the lines be?" Now these are the lines today. They they would not be the lines next week because if Alabama beats Georgia, this line would be different. But this is what a bookmaker who's been doing this his entire career mm-hmm. thinks of Florida State. If they were to play Georgia right now, they'd be a 14-point underdog. (laughs) If they were to play Michigan, they'd be a 13-point underdog. If they were to play Alabama, they'd be a 10-point underdog. If they were to play Oregon, they'd be a 10-point underdog. So I know there's an argument for most deserving, and an undefeated Florida State team would be deserving, no doubt. But in terms of the best four, that is not a team in the eyes of Vegas that would be anywhere close. And Joe, this is how we get some of these just awful semifinal games, with the exception of last year. The average margin of victory in the semifinals entering that was more than two touchdowns because yeah. we go most deserving. We choose the teams that we can justify getting in. They get slaughtered, and we wind up having one good game in the but national But the flip side argument against that, Hembo, mm-hmm. is you're going to tell those, te- that player, those players, that team, that coach, everybody – you guys play. You won every game you played, including one of the conferences that we consider. We the word power is in the power five, right? And we're leaving you out because we've decided you stink. Yes, but here, not you stink, but that, not, you're not stink. Good. You're you're not good enough. That's what they're basically telling them. That's you're not good enough to deserve this, even though you did everything you're capable of doing. And that's what the problem is with the four-team playoff, because what we do is, or we, it's we, the beauty of it. Hembo. We create an ar- <laughs> we create an artificial floor, Joe. If this was a six-team playoff, we'd have. Floor Florida State ranked sixth. If it was an eight-team playoff, we'd have Florida State ranked eighth. Because of the constraint of the four, we have created an artificial floor for a team like that merely because of the number of teams we put in. But they deserve to be in the... Go ahead, Joe. Okay, think of it like this. This is an NFL example. I think the year was around 2016. It was the first time in forever the Raiders were going to go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And with two weeks to go in the season, and they had a great year, Derek Carr breaks his ankle. And then the Raiders go out, and everyone knows. I think it was McGloin who was going to get the start. It was all over. They got the first wild card game at Houston, and Houston beat up on them, and that was that. It doesn't discount from the fact that the Raiders had a great season, but if you lose a key cog in that machine, that's not the team that went 13-0. and That's the team that may have went 2-0 and down the stretch and probably isn't going to measure up against any of these other really powerful teams. Yes, I hear you. No, there's been a million examples of that. We've seen it in the NCAA tournament seeding and all that kind of stuff. I totally understand. I don't have a problem if you are seeding teams in um, – let, I, I remember – who was the player – who was the big man who got hurt uh, in, in, in this space that was the number one team in the country on Cincinnati? Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. They were the best team in the country, and Kenyon Martin got hurt, and they wound up, I think, going in as a two-seed or something like that. I don't have any problem with that. Because now you really are assessing their chances of winning, but at least you're still giving them the chance. Ohio State lost their quarterback right before the, the Big Ten championship game. 
This kid Cardell Jones went in there. They beat Wisconsin 9,000 to nothing, and they wound up winning the national championship, beating Alabama along the way. Like, you can't not, you cannot tell these players, you guys did everything you could do, and now we're not letting you in the dance. Joe, if we see Florida State win 59 to nothing on Saturday, it's very different than if we see Florida State win by a razor-thin margin or something else. If we're doing the four best, Joe, you're right. The Raiders' comparison with Connor Cook is a good one. The average margin of victory in these semifinal games is 19. We haven't had good games because we haven't picked the four best teams. But their job is not to pick the two best games. It's to pick the teams. The idea that we're just going to select the four best teams is ludicrous. I might have a different opinion on that than you, and these people may have different opinions on that than anybody else. The idea that you do not take into account who has deserved it, who has earned it, who has earned the right to play in these games that mean everything, that's insane. Then what did we bother playing this season for? We're just leaving this up to a bunch of people. The computers were better. All right, let me put it on YouTube then. Let me put it on YouTube. ACC championship game, maybe Louisville will determine this for us. Florida State, this game opened as a pick and then Florida State got bet all the way up to minus three against Louisville, okay? A lot of that had to do with the Cardinals losing that shootout against Kentucky last week. Nothing but Louisville money over the last 24 hours. It's down to about one, one and a half. So who ends up winning that game? Forget about the spread. It's damn near a pick Does Louisville spring the upset, Greeny, and then set us up where we don't even have to worry about the Florida State argument? Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's certainly a possibility. I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you who's going to win that game. And I can certainly say that if Florida State loses that game, then this isn't a problem anymore. I mean, this is no longer a conversation that needs to be had. The conversation that needs to be had is can we have a system in which a team in a Power Five conference, we're not talking about a team winning one of the. I mean, one of the conferences that is set up for this does literally everything it is capable of, everything it is asked of, and we say, nah, we're putting in some other people because we like them better. The quarterback injury is the whole point here because what Alabama fans are going to say then is like, okay, so we schedule Texas instead of Texas San Antonio, right? We yeah. lost the game. In college football, the schedules are not close to even. They're not close to balanced. And that's why the best, that's why the subjective, that's why the qualitative just has to matter. Because in the NFL, we have an even playing field. Everyone plays the same people, generally speaking, so we can compare like for like. In college football, we're dealing with small samples. We're talking about a dozen games, so we can't compare like for like, Joe. This is a fantastic conversation listening to you. Two. You Are you two looking at each other across the table right now? Yeah, we're an outstanding radio show, Joe. You might want to listen every <laughs> both, now and again. Just I both mean, wearing we, clothes. Just yeah. both wearing clothes. Oh, oh, let me finish with that. Let me finish with that. Hold on just a minute. Let me finish with that. Fortinball coming up coast to coast, noon Eastern here, ESPN Radio, etc. Are you aware that the other night, and you and I had a Zoom the other day, Joe. You and I were talking, right? We were chatting despite my illness. Very professional. We had a very professional conversation. On Wednesday night, I reached out to Hembo because I needed to talk to him about something. He called me back naked. (laughs) I thought I saw a tweet on this. I didn't think it was real. Yeah, it's real. (laughs) FaceTime, obviously, right? It's a real tweet. If he had FaceTimed me, no, if he had FaceTimed me, he wouldn't be here anymore. Oh, let's be very clear. (laughs) So how did you know he was naked? What did he tell you? Yes. like like, Like an absolute idiot, he went on the air and announced it. But, Joe, we discussed earlier, is it really worse to announce it than it is to just keep that to myself? Like, that's not the kind of thing that a normal guy just keeps to himself. No, it's not the kind of thing a normal guy does. A normal guy does not call another guy naked. Well, now, hold on. Kembo's laying in bed and no one's around. That's a problem calling you if he's just naked? 
Every single thing about Hembo calling me naked is a problem. Okay. <laughs> right. I used to, if you go back uh, like 10 years ago, I used to do this morning radio hit every Monday in Baltimore coming off the NFL season, and I sleep in the nude. It's a, just a comfortable, lovely way to do it. Mm. I used to wake up and just take that call, and I because it's the East Coast, so it was like 6 a.m. Vegas time. So I would be walking around the house. Now, my wife, girlfriend at the time, was the only one around, as well as the dog and the cat, but she would see this. She would see this naked radio hit in Baltimore every Every Monday, it drove her insane. She couldn't imagine someone actually doing it. To this day, I don't know why I did it like that, why I couldn't just throw a pair of shorts on, but naked radio in Baltimore. That's how Joe Fornball used to live. You have a, jo- you have a dog and a cat, huh? That's an interesting... I mean, that I, was your takeaway? Yeah, of all the yeah, things. Yeah, that's what Greeny got from that. I found that time. <laughs> all right, I got to run. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. Uh, business. Football trivia, go. In the history of the college football playoff, by yardage, who is its all-time leading passer? By yardage, who is the all-time leading passer in, in the, the history playoff. of the college football playoff? The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we have a lot of things left to do before we wrap up for today. Greeny coming here live from the Seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. If you're still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and more, you'll find gifts for everyone on your list with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. I like the question today, go. By yardage, who is the all-time leading passer in the history of the college football playoff? All right, Bubba, who you got? I'm sticking with my gut. I'm going Joe Burrow. Okay, Joe Burrow. Uh, Cam, who you got? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. That is also Brandon's guess. Brandon Raiden with one. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say that I I know Bubba's answer is wrong, but I I have to believe it's someone who was there more than once and someone who was on a team that was there more than once. Deshaun Watson entered my mind, but I went with the other Clemson quarterback, which is Trevor Lawrence, who was starting as a freshman. So I have to believe he would have had more cracks at it. So my answer is Trevor Lawrence. The correct answer is... Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yes! Oh, Off the schneid. Right. Greeny finally got one right. It's Trevor Lawrence with 1567. Deshaun Watson ranks second at 1271. Joe Burrow fourth after Stetson Bennett. Burrow had 956 passing yards in two college football playoff games. Yeah, I mean, he had the best college football playoff of all time. He just only did it once. Cam, uh, scoreboard? 14 and 23. That's me. Bubba is 10 and 27. You get a win. 9 and 28. Brandon's 3 and 13. And Mark Cuban is 0 and 1. All right. Next thing. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. 
Uh, we want to wish Bubba great good luck this weekend. It is a huge weekend for him. Uh, he has his 14th annual Avon Festivus Beer Pong Tournament on Saturday. He is currently the reigning champion and five-time champ. He is the most decorated player in the history of that event. Some have described him as the Michael Jordan of beer pong. And so I know this is a big weekend for you, Bubba. We all wish you nothing but success. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with a cold, as you can tell as well, which I'm not happy about. So I'm doing everything in my power to rest up and be ready for tomorrow. I mean, I would say I'm more like uh, the Brady because I've actually, uh, I'm, unlike Jordan, I have lost in the final, so I can't say I'm, I'm Jordan. But, you know, there's been 13 of them so far. I've won five, and I've lost in the finals twice, including once with another partner. So I've won five times with one person. And then uh, another, I've been to the finals another time with someone else. Hmm. So, and are you with the winning partner this weekend? Yeah, we're, we're teaming up again. So, is there any trash talk you would like to provide? Is there any question in your mind that you will win? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let the play uh, speak for itself. We'll come back Monday and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, we haven't had one since 2018. A lot, a lot of issues, pandemic, and many other issues. So, I'm feeling confident. This cold, I could do without. But it's going to be a small. This is your flu game. It's going to be yeah, exactly. It's my flu game. It's going to be a smaller, <laughs> smaller uh, group of teams. They're going to go double elimination. So it's going to be going to, going to be a good tournament. Good to get good to get back out on the table. What other issues besides COVID <laughs> caused the cancellation of the Festivus Beer Pong tournament? Uh, mainly location. Location's a big issue. Uh, you need a you need a large uh, house basically that can house a lot of people. And Meaning, lot- since all of you moved out of your parents' homes, you no longer have anywhere to play <laughs> these games. Uh, well, basically. Or more specifically, people who are married and their wives don't want, don't want to host it. So you got to find like I wonder a, why. a single person who is, has a, a large house. We used to have someone who had it. Then he moved to a smaller place. Our, your, your friend Adam, actually. So right now we're having it at Adam's family's lake house. So, um, you Who's know. friend Adam? Adam. You know, my friend Adam, who, you know, uh, who had the, the uh, birthday dinner for the his birthday during the Cowboys game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, he should no longer be your friend, but that's a whole other Right. So problem. it's mainly pandemic and then location. Oh, so God. Okay. So, yeah, um, well, that's, <laughs> it usually goes that way, doesn't it? All right, one piece of business left. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, we're low on time this week, so we'll go right to the picks here, Bubba. Go. Yeah, who you got brought to you by Granger. First one is Broncos at Texans. Houston, minus three and a half. Who you got? Who do we like? 83% of the public's on Denver in this game. They're on a five-game win streak. I'm taking Houston at home. That's not enough points. The The Broncos' win streak is built upon straw, not rock, because it's all turnover-based. I like Houston in that Texans game. Texans, minus three and a half. Bubba, next. All right, the big game, 49ers at Eagles. San Francisco right now, minus three. Who you got here? I'm recusing myself of this because I'm too close involved emotionally. I, I like the Eagles because everyone likes San Francisco. I mean, the, the whole world, every... Uh, Chris Canty... Yeah, everyone on Get Up person. we saw had San yeah. Francisco. The, 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 the entire Get Up panel, Canty did take the Eagles, but I, whenever everyone thinks something's going to happen, yeah, it never, never does. Sign. Give me the Eagles and the points. All right, last one we're doing the Sunday night game. Chiefs-Packers, Kansas City minus six. Who you got here? I think this is a pretty interesting line here because we got three-fourths of the public on Kansas City minus the six... On the road. Last time we saw Green Bay, Jordan Love was slinging it all over the place. That feels like too many points to me. And the performance we saw from Kansas City last week was against the Las Vegas Raiders, whose defense stinks. I think six points is too many. What do you think? I'm with you. I'll take the points. I got Green Bay at home plus the six. And those are this weekend's uh, picks here. And we'll finish up with as many questions as we have time for, Bubs. All right. Three home teams. There you go. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And our old friend Shannon Sharp 
We just found this out yesterday. He brushes his teeth a minimum five times a day, sometimes seven, sometimes ten. How many times are you brushing your teeth? Have you have you ever brushed your teeth ten times? Who you got? Probably not ten times in a day, but but definitely. I mean, almost exclu- almost always after I eat. So if, if I when I eat, I definitely will brush my teeth when I can before anything else. Will you bring a toothbrush like to a restaurant though? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, so when I get home, I'll brush my teeth. Got it. I have a toothbrush here at ESPN. I don't usually brush my teeth while I'm here because mm. it just feels weird. But yes, yeah, certainly more than three times a day. How about you? I brush my teeth twice a day like everybody else, but I'm not going to disparage Shannon Sharp because he comes to this building now and he could destroy me in one fell swoop. Oh, absolutely. So. He could kill you. With <laughs> yeah, a I'm not telling him no. He's the biggest man <laughs> in the world. Well, time for one more. Go. Yeah, we got to celebrate this because 40 years ago tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers was born. He's got four MVPs, but only one Super Bowl. So is he going to get one more in his career? Who you got? Hell yes. We are coming back next year. We're running it back. Bubba, you're going to sleep over for the, for the opening game. We're going to do yep. everything the way it was supposed to go. Perfect. Like, we're literally going to, like, pick up again. It's going to be like the world just stopped in that moment when he went down, and we're just going to start all over again. I want to play Buffalo on the opening Monday night, and I want all the same people. I'm going to order all the same food, and then we'll just pretend the whole thing was a dream. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.